Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What is up, weirdos? I am uh, very excited about this episode. This is a live episode, second live one we've done. So most of these announcements, announcements, I do live. So all I have to say is, oh, youmadeitweird.com is up. T-shirts are finally available. Uh, and I'm thrilled with them. Uh, people have already been buying them, and uh, we haven't even mentioned it on the show yet, which I'm thrilled about. You want to support the show? There's a, a exact and direct and, dare I say, fun way to support the show. A lot of good shirts to choose from, all made by fans, and I'm grateful for everybody that did a, uh, did a design, did a design, did a design. Uh, what else? Ugly Americans, it's on Wednesdays. You should watch that. It's a show I do voices on. Facebook.com, regular slash, uh, you made it weird. Also, I just added some new, new tour dates, including uh, May 4th through the 5th. I'm at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego, also going to the Laughing Skull in Atlanta, May 10th through 13th. Uh, May 17th through 19th, I'm in Salt Lake City at Wise Guys. May 31st through June 2nd, I am at the Comedy Attic in Indiana. And June 13th through 16th, I'm back in Portland to do a long, proper set. Bridgetown was so fun, but I want to I want to do a longer set for you guys. I will be back at Helium June 13th through 16th. This episode, uh, even though we, we do a fake Gamefly ad, is brought to you by Amazon. Go to uh, the uh, Nerdist website. Go to this episode. There's an Amazon banner. Click on that. Then shop like you normally would if you're nasty, and that'll help uh, support support the old show. Keep the old lights on. Keep uh, Katie and her, I don't know what Katie likes, sneakers and tangerines. Sorry, don't, sorry we don't talk more, Katie. Let's get into this episode. Hello. Hey. Oh. It's there. It's working. Uh, so I'm in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> getting laughs from off stage. Okay. Hot crowd. Hot crowd. So Chelsea's back here and she refuses to introduce me, so I have to introduce myself. Clap for me. Pete Holmes, everybody. Oh, there are people up there, too, and they're not clapping at all. Zero, 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 zero. Great, great. F, F, F. A plus, A plus. U not clapping. C minus. A, A. They brought it around. Now you guys are Bs. Bring it. No, no, no. Never when I ask for it. Never when I ask for it. Look at this little roped-off section. What did you guys do while you were in line? Uh, This isn't the podcast yet. Chelsea really is here. Isn't that fun? Chelsea Peretti's here, and she's already done something that made me want to say fuck you forever and wouldn't introduce me. So we've already begun in the weirdest possible way, and I had to introduce myself. That's humiliating. Can you take a moment to understand being back there and like, you fucking do it. Do it, I can't. Hello? It's embarrassing. So we've gone, we've gone off to a good start. <clears throat> Welcome to the Gramercy Theater. How about a round of applause for the lovely theater? And for yourselves for coming out. This is amazing. This is the way uh, the show works. We're going to have some guests. I completely stole it from Mark Marin. 
and we do one at a time. <laughs> I haven't heard that laugh yet. Who came from the farthest away? Who, anybody make a real good trek? What's that? Texas. Texas couldn't wait. I didn't even get the full question out. Anybody come from Texas? <laughs> make it up to me. You came from Texas? For this? Ah! He's like, also a funeral, but this. Also kind of this. I ducked out early. What else are you doing in New York City? Book of Mormon. What if I didn't know about the musical? And I was like... What, you wanted a nice long drive to read the Book of Mormon? There's a Book of Mormon, uh, a book in the Book of Mormon called Ether, which I find very funny. Anybody know that? Ether? Nobody else? Just me. Ether! Uh, Are you Mormon? You were? You're a Jack Mormon? Yeah. Badass, man. You can jerk off all you want now. You can jerk off all the time. Is your family still Mormon? They are? Is that hard? Get up here. Let's make it. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Let's just do a full episode with you. It's really interesting. When did you fall away? 18. Did you do a mission? So right before your mission. You didn't do your mission. You should have gone on the mission just to do something. Just fucked with the elderly and been like, this is bullshit, but can I have some milk? You know what I mean? And fucked with your buddy. That, I mean, you got to, I love Mormons. I really do. You go on a three-year mission. You just went like this. Eh. And I'm going to tell my story. I went, I love Mormons. You go, mm-hmm. It's the He-Man religion. There are a lot of He-Man looking people in it and green cats with orange stripes. And... Uh, yeah. Oh, did we all grow up with the same exact background? This is gonna. This is gonna be. A re- I want this to go really well, and I don't want to work for it. So that works out really well for me. So Texas, Mormon. Uh, anybody else make a long trip? Philly. Where's Philly? Hey man, thanks for coming. What's that? You said that like you were going down a slide. You're like San Francisco, and at the bottom there you were. Thanks for coming in. Did anybody specifically... I'm getting Philly. Did you come here for this? Fuck you, man. That's amazing. Uh, I'll get... Babylon? (laughs) Babylon and Gomorrah. Where? Delaware? Delaware. Delaware. Isn't that weird that I did hear you? Isn't that a little peek behind the comedy curtain that I was like, it's sad, I think she's at Delaware, but it'll be funnier to mishear her. <laughs> Misunderstandings are funnier. So uh, n- let's get this started. I, I know I'm much taller than I sound on a podcast, <laughs> so I wanted to get that shock out of the way. And um, I'm going to go off stage, and then they're going to play the, play the song, and then, and then we'll do the show. Are you guys into it? Yeah! yeah! I, I am so... Delighted you're here. Uh, I, I was worried people wouldn't come, and the fact that you did come, I, I love you guys very much for that in a you know, pretty sincere way. No, it's a sincere way. So let's do a show. Let's have a great show, and you'll be a part of it forever. Does that sound good? Okay, I'll be right back. Holmes. Yes. Yeah. 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 
sign that says I'm a weirdo. Look at a sign that says keeping it crispy. That's very crispy. Look, a woman in the front row that looks like she's never seen the show before. She's confused as to why she's here. Hi, everybody. How are you? It's a podcast, so I have to sit down. Oh, I feel like Bill Cosby now. People get a lot of shit for doing Bill Cosby impressions. They're like, that's hack and overdone. It's, yeah, because it's incredibly fun. I live in Massachusetts and I love the... Just do it. Live your fucking life. Why are people marshalling the fun we have? I like colorful sweaters. It doesn't even have to be good. Do you see how happy I am now that I've been doing it? That's what I'm talking... Theo and Vanessa and Rudy and Claire and my name is Cliff and then we rebooted the show and I had a different name. Fun. I'm having fun. How am I going to reconcile this mic stand? Any Jack Mormons here? Just kidding. There's one right there's one right there. There's one right there. We made it weird with an audience member before the show even began. And uh, he is a former Mormon and I told him he can masturbate freely now. Something that you not during. Don't take yourself to dinner right now. Uh, okay, a couple housekeeping things up top that I had to write down. Um, Welcome Jews who don't take it serious. It is Pesach, and I'm glad you're here. I'll be 15, I count as 15 goy friends. Did my Jews, did you guys have a Passover? You did? That's a huge Jew fro, man, that's awesome. So, is that the one with the open seat for Elijah? I out Jew Jews all the time. I know shit. The bitterness. You ate some horseradish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have something since then? Yeah. Man, sorry. <laughs> you really are remembering the plight of your people, though. That's good. And now a comedy show. What's that? My mother makes me suffer for it. I thought you said my mother makes me suffer for it. <laughs> like you were an old-timey man negotiating with your mother, like, I'll celebrate the most important holiday, but you better make me a sup for it. You sleep in footy pajamas. Okay. The show is brought to you by Gamefly. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's, just, it's not. It's, it's not. I have never once heard from anyone from Gamefly. Katie was like, it's brought to you by Gamefly. I was like, really? Okay, here we go. Uh, Gamefly is a, is a service that'll send you games. I'm told not to compare it to Netflix, but that's exactly what it is. I was specifically told. But if they're not going to communicate with me, we're going to write our own rules. Uh, they got all the games. You, you guys know the games. They got uh, Tekken 11 Tetris. That's, that's where the key uh, Tetris f- pieces fight the Tekken characters. It's pretty excellent. Uh, Let's Wake the Elderly. That's a good one. <laughs> Let's Wake the Elderly 2. We Don't Respect You, Old Man. <laughs> uh, Sitar Hero. That's a, that's a good one. That's, a, that's one of the good ones. I normally can't hear you. What fun. I'm normally doing this alone in my home. Uh, rock band, weird 70s heroin-fueled jazz. That's going to be a fun one. Rock band, uh, just the Huey Lewis and the New song, If This Is It. So you can only do that song. It's, it's a whole game for that song. Uh, rock band, black fraternity step group. I don't want to show my hand, but that was my favorite. And uh, Lego Human Centipede. That, that's good. That's good. 
So go to Gamefly and uh, get those. Uh, Gamefly.com, regular slash weird, I believe it is. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah, me neither. Good way to support the show, though. Uh, I, already, I already ruined this up top. Uh, because she refused to introduce me, but it, it's, a, it's a real thrill. She's not really part of the show, but she's one of my best friends, and I've invited her to sit on this love seat. Uh, I call it the high-status chair. It's like a high chair, but it's high-status chair, and she's going to sit here and ruin the show. Please give it up, everybody, my friend Chelsea Peretti! Hi, Chels. Uh, hi. Yeah, use that microphone. So uh, you were just in town. We're going to talk? Yeah, we talk a little bit. Yes, I'm is that, in town. Is that disappointing? What if we didn't talk? Wouldn't you be like, what do I do? Do I just sit here? Honestly, I feel nervous like this is our sophomore effort. Oh, I know what you mean. But we're going to do an episode that's a compilation of all the times I've mentioned you on the podcast. <laughs> right. So that's going to be... I've only listened show. to my own episodes, so I have no idea. It's really hurtful. <laughs> it's a hurtful thing. I don't know what's ever been said. Well, if you did listen to the show, you would only hear me repeating myself, because you kind of get to hear the podcast before we do it, because I just say everything that I say on the show at yeah. brunch with you. You do. You run a lot of material yeah. um, in ways that most comedians wouldn't respect. <laughs> <laughs> you are dead. I'm glad you're here. You're, you were in town for Passover? Uh, <laughs> let me, that's a two-part thing. Um, that makes one of us. What do you mean? Because I'm not Jewish? No, because you said I'm glad you're here. Uh, <laughs> you fucking suck so much. You wouldn't introduce me. And now you have to point that out that you don't even want to be here. You do. You love and it. And then, I, no, I don't uh, celebrate anything. But I know as someone who's culturally extremely ignorant... That you would Who, assume me? that. Yeah. Well, you're half chosen. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe you had a Passover meal and also a bowl of spaghetti when on the have table. I ever... There's two chairs empty, one's for Luigi and one's for, <laughs> one's for Elijah. You know what I mean? You sop up the olive oil with some sort of yeast free bread. <laughs> These are all riffs, by the way. I didn't think of any of that before the show. I'm pretty proud of myself. Why, Three Jewish why is Italian it yeast jokes. Free? What's that? Prone to yeast infections? Wait, say it again? Because, is it, no. But all I heard you say was, are you prone to yeast infections? Are you? Men can get them in their armpits. Yeah, you might not like that, but there's no way any of you will ever forget that. Your How do you know that? Your life changed. How do I... <laughs> How do you know that fact? I don't know. It's the sort of thing you hear in eighth grade and... In you your doctor's office. <laughs> As he's calmly explaining to me that I have a yeast infection, yeah. typically for a vagina in my armpit. I really do hate he's you. He's like, those aren't chunks of deodorant like you normally have. <laughs> this is what we do, guys. Don't, don't be afraid. Uh, don't be afraid. It's okay. I was in line at Shake Shack today here in New York City. It's my... That's my favorite burger. I, I don't. Uh, does anybody have a like a one they like more? Barf burger from. You can't do that on television. Barf's burgers. I can't believe we're not doing a standing ovation for that. I referenced bark. What was it really? Bark. I, um. 
Oh, Mark. I thought it was Bark Vegan Burgers. I don't need that. I, think, I should try that. Go uh, ahead. Five Guys is better than Shake Shack. That's, yeah, five of us. That's 100% Speaking no. of Five Guys, Five yeah, Guys this, this supported guy, that. He's shaking his head and looking severe in a way that I can't for me. Five Guys? It's great. No. It's great. You can go to Five hey, Guys in, like, Indianapolis. Don't high-five fucking five great. This. Fuck you, man. Five Guys? I'm so sad. But I was in line, and uh, I tweeted that I was going to Shake Shack, and you tweeted OP to me. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. Then he texted me, OP, and then I we said... We cross mediums all the time. Yeah. Sometimes we take it offline. That's when I say nice things to Pete. <laughs> in private. Uh, <laughs> We've also, like, never hugged. And I had you on the show, and we hugged. Oh, uh, yeah, you just tricked me. I did trick you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the show in New York? I'm good enough. No, Pete got mad because I hugged Zach Kreger after we were all hanging out. And he's like, you hug Krieger? <laughs> He didn't know how to say his name. I'll tell you guys that story later. Well, that was a real thing. We all went on a night walk, and at the end of the night, you and Zach hugged as if, like, of course we hug. And I yelled, you hug your other friends? (laughs) And uh, you do. Some people you just don't get a hug vibe from. You get, like, a real no-contact vibe. (laughs) I'm if hugs were a person. (laughs) You are dead. So tell people what, uh, what OP means. OP means old Pete. Because um, <laughs> one time we were, at a, we were at a party. You know, guys, I don't know if you know that Pete lost a ton of weight. There. It comes up. I've said this on the show before. Oh, okay. I've lost some weight. <laughs> As you know, I don't listen. But <laughs> he was one time eating nachos and he had sour cream like on his on, on his forehead and arms. He had his sleeves in rolled up. Infection. He was standing in a human-sized vat of sour cream. <laughs> this was like recently, and I was like, he looked up. He was like so happy. He just face full of sour cream. He's just like <laughs> his horrible laugh and. Uh, um, I, in that moment, I made up a little song that was eaten like old Pete. <laughs> that is my man of the people code. Yeah. Remember, man yes, of the yes. people. You went eating like, like old Pete. Pete. And, and immediately, I wanted to spit out a large amount of cheese. Yeah, he looked so, so sad, and that's what I live for. <laughs> So that's now old Pete's song has been integrated. And it just became OP over Twitter. But look at him. Isn't he looking great? No, don't do that. (laughs) Well, you know, that was tepid at best. There's a lot of you that are like, he's not there yet. He still needs to take it over the finish line. But, yeah, maybe if he stopped eating at Shake Shack, we could see something. I think what's funny is that some, there's a couple people in the front that look like they have their hands folded and it's like they're patiently waiting for the show to begin. (laughs) (laughs) There's also quite a few people still wearing their coats like, if this doesn't pick up. She literally has her purse and coat on. (laughs) This is the woman I've been trying to make fun of this whole time. (laughs) Comic instincts, man. Comic (laughs) instincts. Well, Chelsea, will you stay for the whole show? Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea's going to stay for the whole show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The, uh, the first uh, official guest, I'd like to think of you as my sidekick tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could, my brain had so many things that happened, I just said nothing. I got a hug and called you my sidekick. This, uh, we always try to figure out the weirdest order. Like I'd like it to be that no one could ever guess what the order would be. Why would you start with Michael Ian Black? Why would you start with Michael Ian Black? Get out here! 
Hello. Hey, man. Hello, Pete. Hello, Chelsea. Hi. How's it going, friend? Great. Absolutely great. Are you doing a fake voice? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> this sounds like a put-upon voice. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. No. Um... <laughs> I told you specifically this is a soul-bearing podcast. And that's exactly why I'm speaking the way I actually speak, because for years, I've been working, as you know, in America, and I've developed what I think is a really, really credible American accent. Credible. 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 Would you say... Oh, so when you said it was like Mark Maron's podcast, it means you're going to shit on me too. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, I've developed a very credible... American accent, and when you said just be yourself, I thought, oh, finally, I can just like kind of do my thing. Do you? Yeah. Would you say banana? Banana. (laughs) But we don't call it banana in the UK. No. We call it a lift. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, Are, um, are we still doing it? Are we still going to do it? If they they think it's funny, I will. (laughs) I will. Is there anything funnier than watching a couple comedians try and figure out if there's any juice left in an improvised bit? Like, say girlfriend? We don't say girlfriend in the UK. We say cunt. (laughs) Cunt is what we say. There was some juice left in it. There yeah. was some juice left in it. Uh, like, had you not, I mean, had you just like been like, yeah, I'll roll with this. Sure. Instead of being call, calling attention to it. It's merging it. away. We're well, mer- <laughs> it, Pete, have you never heard yes and? Have you never heard, okay, he's coming out with something. I'll take that and I'll make it better. Yes. As opposed to, oh, you're doing a thing where you have a British accent. <laughs> I thought, like, that could be sort of good fodder for comedy. I said to Jesse Klein right before I went out, I said, British accent? She said, yes. And? She didn't need to say the and. (laughs) It was understood there would be an and. The yes was with ellipses. The ellipses implied and. (laughs) You said that kind of British. We don't say and in the UK. (laughs) What do you say? Wherefore. Isn't that the most confusing thing there's ever been? Romeo, Romeo, wherefore out thou Romeo? No. What it means is, Romeo, Romeo, where are you, Romeo? That isn't what it means. Yeah, it does. It means, why are you a Romeo? Nah. (laughs) You know what's funny? Who's from the UK? (laughs) You or I? (laughs) Who studied at Stratford-upon-Avon? You or I? (laughs) Available. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here's how we met. I, this is the first weird thing, is I went in to write for Michael, and Michael have issues, and you didn't hire me. What's going on there? We talked about it at length. Did you? Yes, and decided uh, ultimately that your material wasn't good enough. (laughs) What are you, the best? (laughs) That was fun for me, though. I went in and you hired Kumail. Kumail oh Nanjiani, God. who's since gone on to have a tremendous career. Yo, yeah, fuck you, no, man. No, I'm saying you're hosting a you. podcast. 
Kumail hosts a podcast too and is on television. Yes. Kumail hosts a podcast and has a tremendous career. But you Pete, host you, a podcast. You went on to write for Outsource. Fuck you! Why did I give you the sharpshooting seat? Just over there crafting things like Rumpelstiltskin? What is this, hell? Yes, I wrote for Outsource. It was a network show. I'm in the guild. I'm in the guild. I'm just kidding. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Kumail auditioned for Outsource. That's the fucking funny thing. Every time, every time people are like, oh, yeah, you took a job. Yeah, fucking, I'd see all my friends going, please give me a part. We don't say guild in the UK. <laughs> That's a British word. We say craft guild. <laughs> Craft Guild is also a powerful <laughs> mower over there, which you call a lawn chomper. Nope. Nope. That's See how I ruined it? <laughs> I went to the no, and nobody laughed. That's true. It's a lesson for you in comedy. <laughs> you are dead forever. Do you know that? I sincerely have feelings of dread towards you. Now, is the idea that you conversate with people? Kind of. Okay. But, I mean, how real can we get? I'll go as real as you want. I'll go as, as depth-filled, uh, well, as soul-bearing. What's that? <laughs> well, why don't we go deeper into that question? Like, what wasn't good about his writing? <laughs> you know, I strategically steered us away from that area. Pete. No, no. I feel like you're going to say it was good now. Let's just let it be a joke. Oh, I wasn't. I was going to say... I love it. Let me ask you, this is a real question for you. You work with others. I loved you in Wanderlust. That's real. That's not a question. Yeah, we're, we're gearing up to a oh, question. Oh, got we're it, got it, got it. Wanderlust was, was a very funny movie. I'm in it for about 10 seconds. Yeah, but a very important 10 seconds. It's a delightful 10 seconds. A pivotal 10 seconds. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I, I can't believe that movie didn't do Buddy, better. me neither. I asked Judd Apatow, who did the last one. Jesus live. Christ. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Who did you ask? Judd, my good friend, Judd James Apatow. I asked James uh, why it didn't do well. And I, my, the only thing, I, I thought it was a, a perfect movie. I know Dave Wayne is a friend of yours, a good longtime friend. But it was a fucking perfect movie. I'm being real right now. I saw it twice in the theaters. There was no fat on that movie. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Why didn't it do well? I, we bring it up on the show all the time. And I want Judd people say? to go and see it. He, we, we hypothesized that it could have been the title. That was my own stupid guess. Mm -hmm. I thought, I, I, but I don't know. I even like the title. I don't think it was a bad title. I thought it was a good title. No, I think it's a very good title. It has wander in it. It has lust in it. Yep. And then you put them together, and that's a real word. And it is a real word, because I typed it on my phone once, and it didn't change it to wonder, lust, two words. Right. It's a real I, word. I wish that had gone to a funnier place. I think we... <laughs> I, w I felt us all wanting that to be hilarious. We're like, Here, it's over the plate. It's slow. Old Holmesies goes back. No. He shit his white baseball pants. <laughs> Everybody watched. But that was, that, was a, that was a super fun. This is the question. You like working with others. You later kind of went into stand-up. Which do you prefer? I kind of don't like working with other people. I like other people, but they can fuck your shit up pretty good. Haven't you brought someone into a project and then been like, this was a horrible idea? Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, tweeting? Jesus. Yes. Isn't that fine? That is fine. What, am I kidding? So, uh, Solo versus Wolfpack. Well, they're both... Uh, fun. I like them both. I like collaborating because I like uh, 
interacting with other people, and I like being by myself because I like to be by myself. I like them both. They're both fun. Yeah. Didn't you get into stand-up later, though? I got into stand-up, really got into stand-up uh, well into my uh, 30s, uh, which is late uh, for, for people. But, but it, it was because I had done sketch comedy for years and had been on TV and done stuff, and then when Michael and Michael Have Issues got canceled... Uh, I was in no rush to get back into television and had always admired stand-up so much and thought, well, let me, let me try this for a little while just to see if I can do it. Was that a bad experience when Michael and Michael got canceled? No, it was, it was a very... awesome. I dude. know. Uh, I mean, surprisingly bad. It's not your first rodeo. You've had shows come and go. Mostly go. Those are all real noises. Those were all real. My, my body was like, make these, and I did. Uh, well, yeah, it was horrible. Because it was a good show. It and, was a good show. And uh, Comedy Central just kind of shit all over it. You know, not that I, you know, not well, that I had a grudge. Burned, they burned it off in, the, in a bad slot and things. Ah, they were just dickheads to it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Any particular executive you'd like to? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so then you started doing stand-up. I actually remember one time I was doing a college, and uh, you had just started doing stand-up and doing colleges as well. And I was in a church. The show was in a church, Mormon. The church, uh, it was a church show. And I was very concerned. I was like, I'm going like, to say diarrhea and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I was worried I was going to be too dirty. And they said, well, Michael Ian Black was here last weekend, and he opened by saying, I'd like all the ladies to line up in an orderly line that I might eat your pussies in an orderly fashion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was better worded than that, but yeah. <laughs> we were in an orderly barrel right there. I said it too many times. So I knew that that was okay. Yeah, so you then said diarrhea. Oh, I, I, I actually stole your opener. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean you, you... I did the pussies. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked. It's a great bit. It's a tangy bit. And, uh, did you say it's a tangy bit? Tangy, yes. Tangy. T-A-N-G-Y. Like a... No, I just meant flavorful, comedically flavorful. Oh. And yeasty, comedically yeasty. <laughs> in that moment, in that pocket, I was like, does he get what I'm saying? And then when you fucking punch me in the face with a yes, I got what you're saying, you're a master. You're an American treasure. <laughs> Do you know that? And that's I a am. smart jacket. I like it a lot. Where did you get that? Uh, I mean, it's not the kind of... I, I, I don't like to... You don't want me to wear that I don't jacket. Wanna, no, I just don't like to. I don't like to say like, "Oh, I'm on TV," so I get, I get, okay, like, no. Uh, but I. Ted Koppel gave me these pants. <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be huge. It did like three percent laugh. Yeah, because I mean, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> I was sort of setting up. Yep. My own bit. Yep. And then you just sort of swept it under with like Ted Koppel gave like me these. A crow these. came in and took the cornbread. Yeah, like a, like a crow came in and took the cornbread. That's the old comedian adage. I'm on stage with Pete. I'm setting up my own who gave me the jacket bed. Corn, cornbread, crow. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking say it. Just like a crow taking my cornbread, here we are. Here's what's weird. You're a pop. You have children. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really go with your persona. You mean gay? Is that your roundabout way of saying, you seem gay? I meant responsibility less snarky sarcastic. Oh, no. And American treasure. Right. I just can't see you throwing the ball with a little boy who I call Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, in fact, Squirt and I were playing wiffle ball in the front lawn today. What are you? Yeah, I do love that moment. Why is there only one man like beauty? Beauty. My son's got a nice little swing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, That's lovely. With his cock. <laughs> See, there it is. How do you fight those impulses when you're dying to them? Like, great swing, and your cock moves nice, too. <laughs> Good follow-through with the balls. I embrace it, you know, because they like to eat. So I'm like, you better <laughs> enjoy my humor for what it is, because it fucking feeds you. <laughs> uh, and you are chosen. Yes, I'm also Jewish. <laughs> Did you have a Passover? We don't celebrate uh, Jew holidays in my households. My wife's Catholic, my children are Catholic, and I'm, I'm, I'm not the best of Jews, so we didn't really... I, I, and every year it comes, and people say to me, Happy Pesach, and I, and I, and I say, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and every year I, I have forgotten from the previous year what that means. So I think it means Happy Passover, right? Yep. Yeah. Pesach. I believe you call this a chopa. <laughs> it's a reference to a movie. Cool. Let it sink in. Those are the moments that we want on the show. Man. It's not called You Made It Seamless. Now, what, 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 when you say keep it crispy, which I know is your catchphrase. <laughs> Chelsea's never laughed at me in her life. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Up until this podcast, I thought she sucked your dick. <laughs> I thought no. that was a thing. Well, because all you do is you, you talk about her constantly. But that's him sucking my dick. Why does, that have, why does that imply I like him? I thought you were boyfriend-girlfriend. That comes up a lot. Well, because we're... you obsess over her, and so I just assumed <laughs> that you guys were a couple. Should we fuck right now, you guys? <laughs> JK. Were you ever a couple? JK forever. Were you ever a couple? No. Nope. We haven't even been friends that long. I don't consider us friends now. <laughs> Do you think the fact that you don't hug each other has something to do with concealing my erection? Yeah. <laughs> it's awkward when you know they feel it. You know what I mean? They're kind of bouncing off it like a water snake. But I hugged you earlier just in greeting and you yeah. had an erection and I didn't think twice about it. Well, I'm pretty excited about having you on the show. That's true. Uh, no, we get that a lot. We get that on Twitter. People are always asking us to, I don't know. I'm not. But you know how it is. When you have, like, a lot of guy friends and stuff, a lot of sexual I don't, tension. actually. I mean, I, I'm mostly friends with, uh, with girls. Is that true? My friends growing up were always girls, yeah. I was just talking about this. Sorry to bring it back to myself. It's something else I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. All I did growing up was hang out with girls. I'm talking, like, junior high, like, second, third, fourth grade. Uh, hung out with girls and traded stickers. Scratch and sniff? Scratch and sniff, oilies, all of them. What's an oily? An oily is... Thank you, Michael. An oily is, let's say, a dinosaur shape. It's uh, see-through, and it's filled with oil. Home heating oil. <laughs> That's that you can squish around. It looks oh. trippy. Oh, I call those puffies. Puffies? But we, we had puffies as well, but those are filled with air. A puffy with oil is an oily. Oh, my God. Somebody just audibly went, Oh, my God. <laughs> See, normally you're at the gym or you're in your car and you're saying that sort of like, fucking move on from stickers, and I can't hear you, so I celebrate that moment. Thank you for the uh, real-time feedback. I will, I will move it on. 
What I was saying was, it's kind of, I actually think it's very to the credit of my parents that nobody, nobody ever was like, that sounds like the building of a, of a gay man. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think I'm looking back at myself, and I'm like, that sounds like... Yeah, I think I had, I had a similar upbringing. Not as many stickers, more Jolly Ranchers. Yes. But it was the same thing, where I just hung out with girls because I didn't really understand. I, I was young in my grade, and, and uh, all the guys sort of sprouted hair earlier than I did, and <laughs> their, their testicles descended earlier, and I just I wasn't in their world, so I was more comfortable with girls. Right. Get it. Uh, I love it. And uh, so, yeah, I, under- I understand that. And girls talk. Yeah. Is this okay? <laughs> we got a thumbs up from the guy that didn't like the stickers. Girls talk. I like talking. Guys, I'm not like a really competitive person. The idea that they're like, we're going to pretend that this ball means something and putting it in that hoop means something. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be with Kathy talking about what a bitch you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I liked sports. I still like sports. And Oh, you uh, love poker. I play poker. That's kind of a mean thing. To be a good poker player, I'm going to put this at you, you kind of have to want to humiliate the other people. Yes. You want to, I call it vanquishing my foes. <laughs> but, the, Perfect. but the foe really is right here in my heart, you guys. I'm vanquishing my own heart. Yeah, but you don't have a... See, when I play cards, I really kind of want to get them out. I don't want to, like, bleed them dry or anything. Well, you probably play with friends. I do play with friends. Right, so I go to casinos where I play with... It's uh, even worse because I want to make them my friends. Oh, God, no. I would rather... They, like, I'd love to give someone next to me chips and stuff and be like, it's okay, you're still in the game. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, that was my son's tuition. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I had the queens. Fuck off. <laughs> No, that's the joy of poker, is, is taking their manhood from them. <laughs> I don't know why we're all not laughing. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So you're into that. Yeah. You met Phil Helmuth, the poker, sure. poker brat? Do you guys know Phil, Phil Helmuth? Uh, what about Scotty Nguyen? Nguyen. Sc- Scotty Nguyen? Scotty I've Nguyen. never met him. But He's we could... a scary looking person. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying these people was... probably don't know the poker pros as well as you and I do. You can Google image these during the show. Chelsea is. No, that's just today's weather. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's looking at today's weather. The day's almost done. She's like, it was 84 today. <laughs> Celsius. Now, do you edit this or you just put it all up? No, man, we don't edit. Sometimes we say we'll edit, but then we don't. Yeah. Do you want to bring someone else out? Is that? Yeah, I've been kind of waiting for that. Yeah. You're a Jewish, Jewish atheist? Uh, it's usually the last topic. Yeah, I put. I, I probably go more atheist Jew than Jew atheist, but yeah. No God. Look, I don't want to get into my spirituality with you, but I will. <laughs> Dead over. Yeah, I just look. I just believe. I, you know, do I believe in God? You know, I just don't think he's a guy with like a long white beard, like <laughs> sitting on a throne. Like, I think anything can be God, you know, like a leaf on a tree. Yes. Or a pebble in a stream. Like, I find God everywhere I look. Michael Ian Black, everybody! (laughs) Will you stay the rest of the show? Just move a seat down. I forget who's next. Do you remember who I said was next? Oh, yes. He's giving me the double middle finger. One of my best friends in the world. Uh, please welcome Matt McCarthy, everybody. Matt McCarthy! 
Yeah. Get in here. Sit. Sit with Michael Ian. One of those. Hello, Michael Ian. Michael Ian Black. Matt McCarthy. Hello, nameless woman. (laughs) (laughs) That was to Chelsea, not me, for those listening at home. Hello, masses. Yes. Look at them. I know, right? Some of them are so young. Some of them are so old. He's making eye contact with one of the older audience members. I can't stress this enough. He made it weird. (laughs) Matthew. Peter. I know you as a bearded fellow, and I understand you had to shave your beard. I'm growing it back. Is that right? Because you get a lot of Louis C.K., is that right? I want... It's interesting you brought that up, Pete. Yeah, I mean, we're doing panel right now. I, I understand w- you have a movie coming out Friday. Is that right? I'm kidding. That would be panel. Talk about the beard. <laughs> so, Michael, I was at a <laughs> wedding in Pittsburgh. Right? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yes. Philly. Right? 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 <laughs> right. And I went into the lavatory and was standing at the urinal when one of the caterers came in the men's room and said, are you that comedian guy, Louis C.K.? And I said, no, I'm just the guy holding his penis. (laughs) (laughs) But you were getting that so much that that you had to... I'm the host. (laughs) You deferred. Can I get two Budweiser's? That's the weirdest order. Can I get two Budweiser's brought to me? If I can't be better than anyone on the panel, can I at least be better than the fucking audience? <laughs> Just bring it to me. You mean in your consumption of the most generic beer? In importance. That's the king of beers. That's America right there. You might as well be drinking it out of a blender, sitting on a microwave, watching the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that... you, Michael Ian. Oh. God, that was fast. This, one of the sponsors of the show is the King of Beers. Is it? No, that would be awesome. That would have been awesome. Well, you know what's Thank funny? You. See, Matt, you and I met because we... Uh, book, this is a great story. Sometimes I, I, I'm talking about how people get where they are, and right. you've done a lot of commercial stuff. Like and, a fucking guy with no shame. No shame. Sierra Mist. Expedia also. So is the Expedia. Other guy. E-Trade, baby. Chelsea paid for this <laughs> paid for this jacket, Pete. That's right. I have a jacket that says E Trade on it. Did Ted Koppel give it to you? <laughs> Sharpshooting in a cornfield. That was laser accuracy. That was laser accuracy. I'm not just forcing that catchphrase. That was fucking real. Hey, a meltdown. You were though forcing it. Now on I'm forcing one, it. You you're, felt it. You felt it. What? Never mind. You're dead forever. I forced that one. Let it happen. Move on. So we, you didn't have an agent. That's important. A lot of people don't have agents. Did not. And then we went in for a commercial for Sears. Die Hard Battery. Where we were going to play... I was the positive terminal. And I was the negative terminal. They told us... Imagine that dynamic working on film. 
<laughs> so we were cast together. We've done a lot of work since then, but we were cast by professionals yes. together right. through many, many auditions. Professionals with no foresight, but great instincts. <laughs> That's right. That's yes. absolutely right. They told us that the world was going to be ours when we had that commercial. Do you remember that? You're not going to shave your beard, right? You're not going to shave your beard, right? That's we're gonna right. Be, we're going to be doing more of these. We went... Don't shave your beard, because we're going to be doing more of these. Yes. Who here has seen them? <laughs> Zero, zero, zero. None of you fucks. It was fun though. It was, it was I was, fun. I was, I was married at the time. I remember, remember, I called. Yeah, you were. We were in a. We were at a pivotal moment of your marriage yeah. that fucking weekend. Yes, yep. yes, we are. Let's make it fucking weird. Yeah. What happened that weekend, Pete? I, well, that was the last W two I checked married on. That's for sure. Well, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it, I, we were in a battery the size of this stage. It was in an airplane hangar, the hugest car battery you've ever seen. It was miraculous. And we're, I, we're walking up to this gigantic car engine. And the assistant director turns to us and goes, it's, it's, it's higher than my hands. It's huge. It's a gigantic goddamn car engine. And the AD turns to me and Pete and goes, you're not afraid of heights. Right? 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 Yeah. That was the first time this came up. And then we had to climb up ladders. It was, Se- 17 yep. feet We high. were standing on ladders the whole we time. We were standing on While they were down there eating Chinese eating food. Eating Chinese food while we were working. And, uh, I, look, I know, these are high-class problems, but we're up there dressed like batteries, standing on ladders, and they're like, okay, action. We're wearing Converse sneakers that no one can see because our lower bodies are inside a car battery inside a giant car yep. engine. But yep. we stood... In a tiny room with the wardrobe people as they took cans of toxic spray paint and sprayed our Converse sneakers the color that they needed to be. You remember yep, this? Yeah, I do remember that. I didn't remember that until you said that. And we were like, can I have some Chinese food? No, and no one can see my feet. Fuck no. you. And I remember I called my wife from the battery. And she was yes. acting really weird. You were, she, you, she was acting real weird. <laughs> <laughs> she was acting real weird. Real weird. And I said, are you being burgled? <laughs> and it turns out her pussy was being burgled. <laughs> Someone was stealing my wife's pussy at that moment. And Pete hung up the phone and said to me, we should write a sketch about a guy who's bad at signaling that he's being held hostage on the phone. That's fucking right. That's how oblivious I was. I was on the phone with a wife who's clearly... Cheating on him. <laughs> I was going to say doing the mess around, but yeah. <laughs> and old smiley face McGee hangs up the phone and goes, Hey, Matt, we should do a sketch about a guy who's bad at signaling that he's on being burgled. Wouldn't that be funny? It's like, is someone there? You're acting like someone's there. <laughs> Why are you acting like someone's there? All right, I guess someone's not there. (laughs) It's cathartic to laugh about these things. It was. Wait, was that, how much of that is true? 100%. Every part of it. it. (laughs) 100% of it. Isn't that weird? So wait, you called your wife and she really was being pussy burgled in that moment. Oh, she wasn't like having sex in that moment. But there was a guy there? She's not a monster, but she was with the guy. There was a guy there. A guy there who wasn't wearing clothes. No, we don't know that. Guy there who wasn't Pete. That's true. We know that. Most guys aren't me. Yeah. Most guys having sex with that woman right now are not you. You fucking asshole. You're the king of assholes, you Budweiser. We were old roommates. That's true. So wait, and then how did you find out? Uh, She told me later. That day? No. No. Later. I wasn't in a car battery when I got the news. Yeah. 
<laughs> Later that summer. Hell of a summer. It was a, it was a hell of a summer. It's going to be a good summer. No, it wasn't. And then I moved in with you. Yes. And then it was a great time. Yes, it was. It really was. I used to come home and you'd be watching wrestling on VHS, ripping smoky deep bong hits. And then Matt taught me to be wayward. I had never done any of that stuff. And you're a wonderful <laughs> weed Sherpa, by the way. Because it was my first time, and I'd be like, Matt, my mouth is dry. And you'd be like, be cool. It's normal. It is normal. It now, is? You, now, now you do more drugs than I do. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, you still we're love, keeping it real. You still love weed, right? Oh, of course I still love weed. Are you on the weed right now? I, it, it, Son, look at me. Are you on the weed right now? You can make the argument. See, I couldn't do anything. The, the, the times I've smoked pot, I, I just shut down. And I'm very hack. I'll, like, eat a lot, and I'll be, like, looking at my hands, like, real original, Pete. <laughs> One time, I, I, I get embarrassed, too. I, I'll lock myself in a bathroom at a party and ate three hot dogs because I don't want anyone to see me. And then I'll go home. It's a lovely drug. <laughs> it's a lovely drug. It's not a good time. Give me alcohol. Then I'm picking people up, slapping faces. Yeah. Pete went to my wedding. That's true. That is true. You just got married. Speaking of picking people up and slapping ass. <laughs> I did pick a few. I get, I get a little bit of exaggerated strength. There were some limber bridesmaids. For sure. Uh-huh. And Pete was in rare form. I feel like you're implying that I had sex. I didn't have sex. No. I, did anyone imply? I felt like you were saying. The last thing. <laughs> ah, thank you, weirdos, that you're just like, obviously you didn't have sex that no. night. The last thing I would ever imply. I totally didn't. But I, people kept saying. Well, I you, did. What's that? Yeah, you consummated. Well, yeah. The paperwork isn't complete until you come all over it. <laughs> I feel like that's the funniest thing I've said all night. There you go. The weirdos yeah, love it. The weirdos it. love it. They love it. But somebody was like, you're supposed to have sex at a wedding, and then I didn't. And then it is kind of a weird frustration that people were like, how was that wedding? And I'm like, right. beautiful love was exchanged. <laughs> None with me, but in between no. the bride and groom. Uh... What, oh, this is the thing I wanted you to tell. The idea that you became... We're the worst. We're we can't the worst. do that. We're the worst, worst two people in the world. world. Sometimes Matt We're and I... the worst. We're <laughs> the worst. We're <laughs> the worst two people in the world. Hey, look at that guy. He probably has AIDS. Yeah, no! like he's ever gotten laid before in his life. We're the worst. We can't do we're the worst. We can't do we're the worst. people in the world. I would have said he looks we're like Seth MacFarlane, but with AIDS. <laughs> we're, we're the worst. We're the worst. We're the worst two people in the world. We're the worst. This is a game we play when we drive around downtown L.A. <laughs> at 5 in the morning on the way to Batman shoots. Oh, God We point it. at people who need the most and ridicule yes. them. And I'd like to point that out because I am a nice person, and that's a horrible thing that I do. Wait, that song okay. isn't about you guys? What's that? <laughs> that song's not about you two? It is about us two. Oh, okay. It's about two fictitious, racist, horrible characters that we play. They're characters we play. When we're alone together. <laughs> and you wanted to do it on my podcast, which reaches tens of thousands of people. Worst. We're the worst two people in, in the, the world. world. That's a record fucking album right there. I love it. Pete. I you love, love money, Pete. Admit it. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the best. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. Tell this story. Tell this story about, speaking of money, you became a commercial machine. A fucking war machine. Do you recognize Matt from the Verizon cable commercials? 
It's waning. It's waning. There was a time that we would walk around and, and I couldn't be with you. Because oh, people would positive. yell. There was one time I was at Shake Shack, your favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. Old and, I was, and I was waiting for my food and a guy standing next to me goes, Hey, are you in those Verizon commercials? And I said, yeah, I am. And he goes, that other guy with you in the commercials, he doesn't really work for Verizon, right? <laughs> And then you had to be in line with him for four more hours. And then I said, no. No, he's not. He does improv in Canada. And the guy goes, that makes me feel a lot better because I work for Verizon. I was upset I didn't get a chance to fucking audition for that. Oh, my God. True story. And people must ask if you get free Verizon cable. Still to this day. Yeah. I to got, be honest, I, I got nothing think, but grief from those people. Yeah. They wanted to put you on a billboard, and you said no. I remember that. I did say no, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. They, they also wanted to do it on, like, the Long Island Railroad and Metro North, like me and the other guy's face on, like, like where you stand when it's Ugh. raining, that Ugh. shit. Ugh. Yeah, and I was, like, I, I was like, if you put my face on the side... They're like, they're like I won't be billboards. What about this? They, the meeting with them, they kept saying... All right, well, what about this? What about this? And then they would say the exact same thing, but differently. Does anybody here work in marketing or advertising? <laughs> Kill yourself. Oh, Bill Hicks reference. Bill Hicks. Nicely done. Sometimes the point I get... is, they Go were on. like, it's not going to be billboards. It's going to be paintings on the side of large buildings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I will have to climb up to the top of that building and jump off of it and kill myself. Oh, why do you care? I mean, you're doing the commercials. What do you give a shit? If because the, the way I explained it to them was, oh my it, God. It, if, if I'm in the commercial, I'm still a comedian being funny. If I'm on no, the I side the of the building... you weren't. <laughs> He's the worst. He's, He's the worst. worst. He's, He's the worst, worst one guy in the world. <laughs> He's the worst. Now, this is interesting. Sierra Mist, Expedia, uh, you know, I'm different as, as voiceover, but you're saying I, Michael Ian Black, can do these commercials and, it's, and, it's not, and you would do a billboard. I mean, I, I wasn't given the option. Nobody was like, hey, Michael, now that you've signed away your life, can we also do a billboard? Right. I don't understand why you got the option <laughs> while you were sitting in a meeting with those people and like, Matt, we'd really like to do a billboard. Because it was never supposed to be a campaign. So that's why the meeting came up, because it was just supposed to be one-off. And I was so fucking good, they decided, let's do more. Okay. And? And? Yes? I don't know. <laughs> Chels, how's the episode going? Uh, next guest is the T-Mobile girl. <laughs> it's the progressive girl. It's she the progressive is a girl. <laughs> This is the story that I need to get out of you. This has to be on the record because I love this story about how you got... What's the story, Pete? Jesus, what are you... Are you looking at a specter right now? I'm appreciating the people who are sitting way back there who had no idea that's where they'd be sitting. Okay. Uh, You went out for the Verizon thing and you got this reputation as somebody, clearly, who doesn't give a fuck about anything. That's the secret to booking shit. If there are any actors or actresses in the audience. It's been a while since I've said uh, philosophy of success. That girl was just asleep. (laughs) That girl, like, ducking her head down right now. She's covering her face with her hands. She had some Manischewitz at Seder. She she had had a craft. She's not enough. Uh, You went in for this very important, lucrative campaign. So important and lucrative, guys. And you, I get a lot of people would be shitting their pants. And you went in for a third callback. Yeah. And they were like, we like you. Yeah, they liked me. But will you shave your beard? And I said, no, probably not for this. (laughs) 
I mean, when you try hard, it's when you die hard, guys. Yeah. And Matt's not trying at all. <laughs> Matt McCarthy, everybody. Give him a round of applause. I'm thrilled you're on the show. Let's move, move a seat down. How's it going, Chelsea? Is it going okay? Yeah, it's a great show so far. What do you think of my light-colored jeans? Oh. Is it okay? I, I thought those were just khakis. You seem like that's your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> that is my vibe a little bit. Uh, all right, we have two wonderful guests remaining, and this next person is one of my absolute favorite people in the fucking world. Please give it up for Jesse Klein, everybody! Jesse Klein! Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. How's it going? It's going so good. You're the greatest. Do you know that? Oh, Pete. I like that Pete asked me before the show started what I thought of his light jeans. And I told him they look great, but then that wasn't enough. You had to double check with Chelsea also. I do hate stuff like that. (laughs) You know what else that reminds me of for some reason? If you're on the phone with somebody and then they're like, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be off in like two seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's nobody. It's It's an asshole. It's I, a giant asshole. I don't know why I took the call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come back. Yeah, hey, hey, so tell me about the funeral. You know what I mean? Oh, second oh, funeral. The funeral. Mm, that's the worst example of that phone call. But that's when you need to be on the phone. It is. AT&T. Verizon. Verizon. What did I miss? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You were talking about Verizon. So what should we talk about? What should we talk about? How you're the greatest person? Oh. I wanted to tell the story about how important you are uh, to me. Oh, okay. Pete. Would you marry me? <laughs> no, you're... No. You're, you're, is that weird? This actually now it's started, weird. It is a little yes, weird. Yes, I would. I kind of wore the jeans that you might accept. <laughs> the These are your proposal jeans. Yeah. They have knee pads for kneeling. That, that would be an amazing brand of men's proposal jeans. jeans. Proposal jeans. There's a ring pocket. Oh, my God. Talk about the fucking funniest sketch that you wrote for Mike Lee and Black's television show. What? The, the, the sweatpants store. Oh, sweatpants? Jesse Klein wrote... Does anybody know that sketch? The sweatpants store? <laughs> That's my big claim to fame. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I wrote a sketch uh, about a store that only sells sweatpants. And Michael, you're the salesperson. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we hired Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm okay with. Kumail, I take issue with. <laughs> Kumail didn't write the sweatpants store. Well, you should watch it. Then you ended up writing for the Saturday Night Live television I show. I did write for that television program. I think I quoted you on the show before saying that that could be a nine-to-five job. <laughs> and it's just not it, for no good reason. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, you could, you could get the work done arriving at about 10, 15 a.m. and leaving at 5 and then be with your loved ones and your family. But it's much better to sleep on a couch till 5 a.m. Right? Because you don't start work until... Like 1 or 2 p.m., yeah. Why? Um... You know, just because... Um, it was forged in a time when was, people were on cocaine and They fucking... say that it was forged in a time when people were on cocaine and, uh, you know, hopped up and that was part of it. And But I don't think anyone's on cocaine anymore, but no. they still do it that way. That's bizarre. It so you bizarre. only did it for one... I did it for one season. Were you a staff writer? Did I was use those st- terms? <laughs> I just hung out. What's uh, that? No, no, I just hung out. Uh, <laughs> no, I was I was a staff writer on the show. And you were there with Mulaney? I was there with Mulaney. At the same time? <laughs> I, oh my 
my God. I our was little, there at the same time as Our Mulaney. little gentleman Mulaney. John Mulaney used to be my intern. Well, that's we... the thing that I was going to say. John Mulaney, when I met you. Little John Mulaney. I came into a meeting with you at Comedy Central. Uh, Jesse used to be an executive at Comedy Central. I've worn a lot of hats, you guys. Who had a hand in the Chappelle's, the David Chappelle show. Uh, technically, yes. And Stella. Uh, and Stella, yeah. I think I gave you guys some really good notes. I gave some really good notes. You had to Stella. give Mike Black notes. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I actually did. Did we give... take your notes? Um, did you take my? I notes? I, I don't really remember you uh, from that. <laughs> time. You could just end the sentence right there, and I think we would be. You're, who are you? Um, no, I did. We talked you, on the phone. But you, that's so you've done. You've had some pretty cool jobs that you got out of SNL. Yeah. Left. Executive at Comedy Central. Yeah. Left. Left. Well, executive at Comedy Central, I was there for seven years. So oh, really? I, yeah. I didn't so. know that. When did you get the job? 19? Um, oh, no, gross. Chelsea, don't be gross. I um, thought they were applauding I on their like, own free will. That was Chelsea uh, goading. No, I immediately knew no one would clap for how I long I worked did. at Comedy Central. I thought they did. Um, You're no, a legend. I knew. Oh, they love the work I did on Shorty's Watching Shorty's. Ah. Um, that they really clapped they for. They did um, clap for that. You don't know with them. They're a mixed I got, I started working at Comedy Central uh, fairly... Uh, it was like my first real job out of college. Uh-huh. So I was like 23 or something. Uh-huh. And I was an assistant. Basically, I started working there. Um, I started as a temp. Um, I had been working at a video store really? um, called Allen's Alley in Chelsea, and I was slinging a lot of porn. Woo! What is Alan? <laughs> and there he is. There yeah. he is. And, um, pervert. And, <laughs> total perv. <laughs> and, uh, and Were then, you really slinging a lot of porn? Was that a big part of it? Um, well, yeah, a fair amount of it. So Wait, that, is Alan, who, who's here? A pervert. A pervert. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's several. Um, but uh, another woo. Um, <laughs> Uh, Alan Daly is in Chelsea, and so there's, um, you know, there, yeah, there is um, a fair amount of porn. There was a movie, there was a lot of Buttman's. Oh, yes. That Buttman's Adventures. Buttman's Bubble Butt Babes was yeah. huge. What about your brother? My brother had a lot of Buttman videos he hidden did? in a Nike airbox in his closet. Oh, no. And you know what's that's, funny is there was that's a. That's where we kept them as well. <laughs> At the store. There was a bag of G.I. Joes above the, that box that I would play with well into my late teens. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then discovered the pornography and was like, time to put Storm Shadow away for a while. I'm going to take is, a break. I remember, I mean, it is that thing of like, I, maybe that's a pretty universal experience is finding your older brother's porn. Sure. But my, I have an older brother who's four years older and... Uh, you know, I always wanted to hang out with him and his friend Marvin. And then one... <laughs> guys named Marvin, never not cool. Who's cooler than David and Marvin? And, um, <laughs> and I was, like, banging on the door. Like, they, you know, they didn't want to fucking be with me, especially when they were looking at porn. Um, and so, Wait, together? Well, not, where, by the way, when I say porn, I was so... I, they were hanging out, the doors closed. I'm like, let me in. And then Marvin was like, oh, you want to come in? Fine, you want to see what we're looking at? And I was like, yeah. And I go in and they had a, I guess like, it wasn't a Playboy because it was dirtier than a Playboy, but it was a magazine. I don't want to date myself, but I was born in the 1800s. (laughs) Um, It was a we. (laughs) Yeah, it was. O-U-I. It was like a a hustler or something. I don't know. But there there was a woman spready, like, which magazines have full puss? Yeah, full puss, spread. 
presenting. Playboy doesn't have Playboy that. keeps it classy. You're going to see a little tuft of hair, maybe. A little maybe. tuft little of slit, your little yeah. slit that you might put a nickel One in. One wiry thing. Yeah. Oh, Pete. <laughs> I'm so sweet, sorry. Sweet, sweet Pete. I'm just saying it's the length of a nickel. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, wait, no. I'm saying you could put a nickel in the vagina. Yes. Wait, I'm saying put a nickel. <laughs> wait, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. I throw down the microphone and leave. Uh, but it was a dirty magazine. I just remember there was a woman presenting. I yeah, like that yeah, better yeah. than the nickel stuff you're saying. Yeah. And, but I was really young. I was like eight, and so I had never. Oh seen, no! horrifying. I had never seen. Oh like Jesus. A, I mean, why would I have seen any genitals at all? But I had never, like, whatever this woman had, which I guess was just a vagina, <laughs> but at the time, at the time... A standard vagina. I just remember yeah. a she standard... She was batting a thousand with her vagina. Yeah. A standard definition like vagina. Like an me vagina. Yeah, run of the mill, <laughs> about a nickel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the length of half a dollar bill. Go on. But Keep I, the vaginas to money, please. Just... <laughs> How many rolls of quarters could you get? Sacagawea. But I just, I distinctly remember thinking like, I, oh my God, like I was very upset because I was like, I don't think I have that. And to this day, I'm not sure I have it. I'm not certain. You didn't shower with your mother? Um, well, what? <laughs> That's a good question. That's um, what we came for. I did. Did you shower with your mother at an eye level to the nickel slip? I did, but she was never arching her back. Well, I don't know. Maybe when we a... showered. Maybe she was like, check this out. Yeah, no. That wasn't a part of That's it. That's where you came from. It was, it was very... People's heads are exploding. I know. It was very soft-focused 70s showering with my mom. I'm not going to... I'm not going to bathe with my kids. Can I say that? That's the kind of dad I'm going to be. There's not no going to be... I do it. We I, all did it. No, I do it still. You do it? Yeah, they're 11 and 9. And they're making eye contact with Michael Ian penis. Yeah. And you're also like, and I consider other kids in the neighborhood my kids. I mean, we're all, we're all friends. We're a community. Get in here. It's innocent. I just found out the guy in Wanderlust was wearing a prosthetic. What's his name? Joe? Joe Latrulio. Yeah, he, that's not his dick. No, I mean, if it, was, it was the size of a, of a tree trunk. It, it, it couldn't possibly actually have been his, his genitalia. Pete doesn't know movies aren't real. I thought you were going to go... Pete sees a movie and takes it at face value. It's real. So wait, did that guy work for Verizon? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was great. No, no I, never mind. Never mind. I feel like this is my time to make a big dick joke. Like, that's what a guy's supposed to do. And be like, thought it looked pretty small to me. <laughs> Look pretty small to me. And then tilt my head to the audience for woos and stuff and be like, I'm saying mine's real big. You know what? In, uh, in and my... then drink two Budweiser's. How big was the dick of the guy who was fucking your wife? Was that a... uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> that is laser accuracy! That is fucking unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. No, don't make that noise. I've never felt so known. I love that. <laughs> fucking beautiful. Where were we? I don't know. Nickel slot. Nowhere near where we are now. Yes. So enough currency vagina talk. Um, oh, I think I was talking about how I started working in Comedy Central. Yes, you were. And then we went to presenting well, puss. Um, but that's not how I got the job. Um... <laughs> 
But, uh, oh my God. No, I, so I worked at the video store renting porn, bubble right. butt videos. Yes, and butt then, man. Wow, that's our yeah, tangent. And then that was the tangent. And then uh, I was like, this doesn't feel like what you should do after fucking going to Vassar College for four yeah. years. And uh, name I'm tired drop. of I'm tired of giving idiots this horrible entertainment. I'm going to work at Comedy Central. Uh, and it was almost, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what, Pete? You know what, Pete? You're totally right. Um, no, but I ended up temping there. I became I was temping in the human resources department, uh, and then, but I was temping for the temp who answered the phone to place temp. So it was kind of the circle of life. And uh, and then one day, uh, the development the development department people called, and they were like, "We just fired our assistant. We need a temp." And I was like, "I'll do it." Were you and doing stand-up at that time? I hadn't started doing stand-up yet because I was just like a, a child. You were and a porn slinger. I was, yeah, I was, you know, knew a lot about porn, very little Slinging low comedy. filth. But, um, Rumple foreskin. But then I got there. <laughs> yeah, it's my go-to. No, I like it. Yeah. It took a minute to sink in, and now I'm really glad it happened. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, we're having fun. <laughs> we are having this fun. This is fun. I don't this do every fun. that's what she said that I think of, but that one no. was a yeah, three-course a meal. There's that was a amazing. Filter. It's a Yelp filter. That was the best. That's what she said of all time. <laughs> um, so uh, then I, I ended up... The long story, way too long, is that I, I, was, I was an assistant for these people. I was temping for them. And then I, the woman they had fired, there was, like, shit all over the desk. And uh, <laughs> it was, like, a mess. So I was like, well, I guess let me try and clean up. And I opened, like, this big file drawer that would have been, like, where you should put shit. And it was just, like, 50 cans of SlimFast. Oh. So much SlimFast oh, in there. Oh, no. And I was like... And you're like, this is my future. <laughs> this is my future. Uh, and then I worked there for seven years in the end. No, that... Please, that's very interesting. Because yeah. when I met you, this is, this is what... You were hosting a show with Nick Kroll. Yes. Who was going to be here tonight, but he didn't make it. Oh. Mm. Whatever. I guess Passover went long. What a Jew. Uh, yeah. So that Jew and you had a show. We had a show. Two Jews had a show. Two Jews had a show. And uh, called Welcome to Our Week at Rafifi. Yes. And I was... Uh, I, sometimes I talk about how hard it is to get into stand-up. And when I was in New York, it was very hard. I, I couldn't get on a show. And Nick was gracious and gave me a spot on your guys' um, show. It was coveted. Uh, was it really? You I have didn't no know idea. When, like, yes, I'm sure there are people here in the crowd that are like, you do these open mics and you just can't get any footing anywhere. So you're only performing for other comedians. Yeah. And then finally, Nick saw me and he was like, sure, you can do it. Uh, and he let me do it. <laughs> and you're great. And then I, well, come on. No, you're, I, isn't he great? Well, no, isn't no, no, great, no, no, not clapping. <laughs> she, she shrugged the clap. same way. Oh, she shrugged. Boo. Oh, you're really shrugging. I'll give you an album on the way out. We'll win, we'll win you over. Boo. I'm not she taking sh- that. She's, she, like, she's like, no, I won't. have it. I have it, and I don't care for it. I like that she never took off her purse. She's yep. like, I could leave it at any She's second. ready to get the fuck out of here. Um, the coat is still buttoned. The coat's still buttoned. <laughs> um, I tweeted a picture of her if anyone wants to see in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so I did your show, and yes. I knew you worked at Comedy Central, I, I, and you saw me. Yes. And then I emailed you the next day. Uh, from my apartment. <laughs> from your computer. I like from to, your email yeah. account. You emailed me. Wait, then what happened? Let me back it up. I turn on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, it was an older computer. It takes I had to a wait minute. for it. Yeah. Took a minute. Dials up. I had to turn on the pop-up blocker. I had dialed. 
I don't. I think I may have had dialect. I definitely had. There was a dark period of my life when I was living. It wasn't dark because I was living in Brooklyn, but I was living in Brooklyn. When you were looking at hardcore pornography <laughs> at eight years old with your brother and his weird friend Marvin, is that the dark period? Marvin's great. Uh, yeah. No, but I was just pointing at you with his arms to his side. <laughs> it's an erection joke. Marvin let a child in with two men with erections. Oh, you want to see what we're seeing? Yeah. Um, no, but I was, I was getting over a breakup and I was living in Brooklyn and I had dial-up and I just, I oh. couldn't, I was trying to like, you know, it was just dark. Well, I you, just remember that noise in the apartment. Like, it's ring, a ring, pathetic ring. noise. Yeah, it was really sad it's like noise. like you, you're going to wait for your Well, because mail. I would try to sort of get things going with new guys and I would be like, oh my God, did they email me? And then I would try to check my email and it would take like an hour. Remember when it would take an hour? It would take an hour. You check it so much now, but I, you're bringing back a, a, a vivid memory. It would take memory. a very long time to load. Firing up the Apple II GS <laughs> and just waiting you have no mail. Yeah, and you're no, like, yeah. When you wait an hour for a bad email, it's a bad feeling. Jeez Louise. But that's, you wrote sweatpants sketch after a bad breakup as well. Did I? I think you told me that. Oh, I mean, I was generally coming after. Yeah, I mean, it's almost you're, always been after a bad You're in between breakup. coming out of breakups. That's what you're I saying. I mean, sweat, uh, I, I will always relate to sweatpants. Yes. Um, but you saw me do the show. I wrote you the email. Yes, and then we had a lunch. We did have a lunch. We and had a every, nice lunch. every lunch we've ever had in our, in our lives, I've been shushed. Yeah. Do you remember Pete that? Pete is a loud fucking talker. And, and it, it was the laughs, too. It's because you're so yeah. hilarious. Um, we well, a, I don't know about that part of it. On. But no, there was a loud, there's loud laughing. Well, we were at Aladoro, which is a great sandwich the shop. The sandwich place, mm-hmm. yeah. And we were there, good. and I remember we were eating, and you were cracking me up, and I'm laughing really loud. Speaking of Kroll, hating it. And the fucking <laughs> chef came out and was like, Hey! <laughs> the chef from the back! I'm a paying customer, not another customer. A man covered in salami grease was like, keep it down, keep it fat down. Val Kilmer. At the time, 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 at the time. Old Pete. Old, that's fucking Old right. Old Pete. Um, but I, I want to get this out because I emailed you and you were like, you should submit to Premium Blend. And then I was like, fucking A, I couldn't believe it. I actually, I, oh, no, I'm not. What gonna, a vote of confidence. It was amazing. But well, I, but you should have submitted to Premium but Blend. But you totally helped me get on Premium Blend. And then here's what's weird is I wrote back and I was like, thanks so much. That's amazing. I'd also love to do Best Week Ever is what I said. And you didn't even reply to that. You, I would probably because I had dial up. No, no, no. Better. Fred Graver, the executive producer, emailed me just like 20 minutes later. and was like, Jesse Klein just emailed me. Like, you didn't even include me in it. Oh, I did do the right which thing. Which I call the oh, most okay, badass show business I, thing that I remain incredibly grateful for. I, um, well, that's very sweet of you. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. sure if that story was going to like, and then you never fucking did the other thing. I asked Why would you I, do. It's not that kind of show. No, Pete. You do owe me a couple phone calls. Um... When you talk as loud as you talk and yep. laugh as loud, are you aware? I mean, do you ever? He's such a loud talk. It was a small. That sandwich shop is very small. Yes. Um, no, I'm just curious. What is the question? Do you know how? Like, are you aware sometimes? Like, oh, this might be a little. And I love Pathological. it. I'm not judging. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just because I'm just curious. This feels judging adjacent. It's a- <laughs> this is in the neighborhood no, of judging. Because you bring it up. Yes. You, no, you self-identify. you're wondering if I go, I'm getting a little loud. Well, I'm just, I genuinely, the it's one of the things I love about you. The answer is fucking of course. I hurt my own ears. <laughs> I'm like, dial it down. 
A um, chef just I don't ever want me. you to dial it down. No. A chef. And I he never wa- will. What? I never will. No, don't ever. Well, that, don't ever know, dial you know, it down. Do you, That's I remember what I say being right in junior high and looking in the mirror and like trying laughs. Did you ever do anything like that? Trying out a laugh. I've tried out smiles. Yeah, I tried out laughs. I was like, ho, <laughs> And then I was like, fuck it, I'm taking the, the fucking restrictor plate off this engine. <laughs> and we're going to ruin some restaurants. <laughs> Jesse Klein, get... everybody. We, I, I feel Jim Gavigan. Gavigan is eyes. like burning. I, don't, I could talk I to you forever. I don't have kids. Jim has kids. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go. I don't think we've run out of stools. So I think I should sit next to Chelsea. Oh, yeah, go sit next to Chelsea. Next to Chelsea. Okay, Jesse Klein, everybody. She's the best. These are some of my favorite people in the world. And this guy, very patiently waiting, shackles off his feet so he can dance. Jim Gaffigan, everybody! <laughs> Holy shit! Jim Gaffigan! Hey, man. What's up, man? Thank you. Not Sorry much. for the wait. No, no, it's, it was fun. <laughs> I no, saw I Mike looking at you. Standing. Yeah. That's but always was, a good way to spend a Passover. It was, it was great. Just standing. I'm all about Passover. You're not. <laughs> I'm all about Passover. You're the not. Bitters and, yeah. and that's all I know. Your man is on Wonder Bread, man. You're whiter I than I am. If you spot it, you got it, white trash. <laughs> if you spot it, you got know. it. <laughs> this guy fucking around. Uh, now they're trying to get McCarthy. What is happening? <laughs> Two more Budweiser's for Matt McCarthy. There you go. A troubling display. <laughs> <laughs> we know he's stoned. I'm done with too. <laughs> and these are beers five and six. <laughs> this is one of those things like in six, six months when he's dead, people are, I had no idea he had a drinking problem. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, sure, he had eight beers at that podcast, <laughs> but I didn't know he had a problem at all. You, uh, Jim, You're all guilty. You quit drinking for a long time. I did, and now you, I'm you back. <laughs> but I remember, like a lot of people, like Bill Hicks, who uh, Matt referenced earlier, a lot of people, when they quit drinking, go through a very uh, professionally creative phase. Was that the case with you? No, not at all. <laughs> it was very boring. I was thin and unhappy. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I don't know, it's, it's uh, you know, I didn't do it for a while, and, you know, and I had time to work out, and now I don't, and I cherish a beer, <laughs> which is cherish. kind of pathetic. Yeah, I do. Cherish a beer. I can't, I mean, that's probably a sign of alcoholism. Matt, is it? No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> it's gin that's the problem. Gin. As long as you're not drinking gin, you're okay. Do you drink at all? I, you know, Jesse, do you drink? Uh, a lot, yeah. Do I, you really? I don't think you, uh, Michael. I don't think you drink. Believe it or not, I. Started, I mean, you gamble, I'm right? I'm 40 years old. I started drinking like three years ago. Really? Yeah. Do you love it? No. I like it okay. And the only thing I'll drink uh, really now is Bud Light. Well, that's your problem, right? No, because there. It t- because I don't like the taste of beer. And Bud Light doesn't really taste like beer. No, I agree. If I'm going to drink I a wish. beer, it tastes I'll... like cream soda. I, you know, I wish that that's an I, affront to A and W. Gambling's like the only addiction I don't have, really. Uh, I don't. I, I've had gambling. Uh, I have a gambling enthusiasm. I don't know that it's an addiction. No, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's an addiction or not. I feel like I wish I was a gambler. Do you gam- Do you play poker? No. Nope. We talked a little bit. I talked do about from time I was to time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was checking my Twitter feed. Well, we were, I, this is something that we were talking about worldwide. backstage. I actually thought I made it weird was, with you. I feel like I'm sitting too far. You're doing great. Uh, how are you doing? I like I'm your sure. overall vibe. This is better. Uh, Minuscule like adjustment. Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> that is the meanest thing anyone's ever said. Really? To me. This no, show is no. like Comics Unleashed. I'm making fun of. I understand. I'm making fun of. This is very organic, and obviously, Comics Unleashed is. Yes. Very, no. 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 Unless Byron Allen can think of these questions off the cuff, he goes, "You got a dog. You like kittens." You yeah. Know, it's, <laughs> it's, and then you stand up, and someone rolls around, really selling right. the bit. And by it the way, there's nothing wrong with it. Backpedal. 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 <laughs> Well, let me. This is the question I asked you before the show that I felt got weird, and I was wondering if I could recreate that because you have so much material about food. Yes. That I said, if you looked like Joe Rogan, like if you were in that yeah. good a shape, you'd lose ninety percent of your act. Are you saying I don't look like Joe Rogan? <laughs> That's what I felt you take from that um, before. I'm not saying. I actually, you look great. Well, thank you. Come on. I'm married. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, I lost a pound. <laughs> and, you know, it's okay. But if no. you are up there talking about bacon for a long time, you have a lot of... <laughs> what? You have a lot of material about bacon in the hot pockets? I mean, and... it, three years ago I did, but yeah. Um, oh. No, I'm sorry. I've been outed. I'm not good at this. Um, <laughs> no, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. You don't do food material anymore? No, no, no. I talk about different food now. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that is, see, that is a, a high-class pet peeve. I saw, like, Dane Cook, some, uh, I was yeah, at a show with him recently, and someone was like, do Kool-Aid, and, like, that infuriates comedians like oh, you really? guys who have a lot. It seems to bother you a little bit. If I'm, like, hot po- I know Hot Pocket's old. Hot Pocket's old. Yeah. But that's what yeah. you get. But I'll bring it up now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hot Pocket, you're only known for that, but that's old, right? No. <laughs> you have cake? You did cake? I did cake. Yeah. <laughs> You've killed all the what are, what are other jokes you did in the other century? Uh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> so what's a no. food that Jim's done recently? McDonald's. That's yes. right. That's McDonald's. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's right. food. And if yeah. you look like somebody that's never eaten McDonald's, you can't really do that stuff. Luckily, I'm fat. Um, no, well, I, you know, I guess there might be something there, because I wouldn't want to think that I'm making fun of people that are right. out of shape. You don't think that way? You don't think, like, I have to remain relatable? You're, you're not going up dressed in, like, fancy suits and stuff? No, I mean, I, uh, I just kind of do what I do, you know, and I just try and be honest. <laughs> you try and have fun out there? Comedy's about honesty. I just go up there and I fucking talk. I don't write anything down or anything. I, uh, I don't even do jokes. It's just like whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Right. It's all improvised, everyone. Well, this uh, is, you're, you actually have a new hour coming out. Yes. And you're doing what people are now calling the Louis model. Yes. Which is self-releasing. Yes. Is the, <laughs> that sounds weird. What's that? Jim, I understand you're self-releasing a lot these days. I am self-releasing. <laughs> Just letting it out all on the internet for people yes, to download for five dollars. If they want to see you self-releasing, on the down we can uh, <laughs> we can download that for five yes. cash dollars. Is it, wait, what is the price? Do you the have price, price is five dollars? Okay, that would have been awkward. Yes, if I was under. But I'm I'm giving a dollar away from every one of them to uh, to uh, the Bob Woodruff Foundation because I'm a great guy. 
And, uh, well, tell me, tell me about it because I'm, I haven't gotten the chance to talk to Aziz or, or I don't even know Louis. <laughs> In my mind, I do. Yes. Up here, I have lots yes. of good conversations with Louis. But you are releasing it and you're you know, so going around usurping. Is that a word? Usurping, sure. I don't know you're, where you're going with it. You're usurping yeah. the Comedy Central's, the HBO's, and you're saying, yeah, but I, w- the, I would like to put this directly I'm not to the doing fans. this uh, as, uh, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to stick it to Comedy... I mean, Comedy Central's been very good to me, really. You know, I mean, people wouldn't... Thank you, Jesse. You know, people wouldn't be yelling Hot Pockets at me if there wasn't uh, Comedy Central. Or bringing know? it up in interviews. But, um, I, you know, some of it, it was... I. I you know, it's a long story. It's but uh, it's you know one of those things where I felt like the alternative was not that attractive, so I wanted yeah. to do the self release. But it's and not just about money, right? I mean, it, no, it, no. It's certainly a little bit about having control of every facet, including money. I have to right. Imagine. It's also you know commercials. It's the irony is is I'm this clean, family friendly, supposedly comic, and right. all this. And the McDonald's chunk, when I did it for the night of all too ma- night of too many stars, I had to cut out certain jokes. Right. And the, I was the like, well, why? what's that? Was it the heroin part? Um, you know, there's a couple of them. Really? There was like, it was like a five minute set and they were like, we got to get rid of these three lines. And so I was like, well, what, you know, I, you know, I mean, Sarah, Sarah Silverman was on the show, like singing from her crotch. It was really funny. Right. But I'm like. So that's okay, but I talk about an advertiser and right. So it's and that's not a criticism of Comedy Central. That's just no. How I get it, man. They won't. Works. I have a thing about Subway and Subway is an advertiser, right. so I can't do it. Right. I what I'm interested in is you are a theater guy. Aziz yeah. is a theater guy. Certainly, Louis is a theater guy. Yeah. I wonder when it's going to start trickling down to comedians at at Matt and I's level, where we're just going to put it out anyway. Because like I put out a CD. And didn't really get anything from it financially. It was nice to release it, but right. I wonder if the same number of people would have heard it pr- pretty much if I had put it out and just had everyone tweet about well, it. Well, yeah, that's uh, what, you know, I think most people know that like CDs and DVDs that the performer or the writer gets like nothing really, yeah. a very small amount. And some of that's just the model, how, you know, like back to Motown where like people would write songs and sing them and. They'd give them a dollar, and there would be a million dollars made. Right. So it's it's existed like that for a while. And so some of it is that I just, you know, the alternative, you know, I, ironically, I was dealing with some censorship, but uh, I don't know. And Louis just kind of, it was like a really low price and really easy to buy, and so I just copied him. Right. <laughs> you Burger King tip. I Burger King tip. Yeah. I use did. the terminology. See, that's yes. why, why reinvent the wheel. When, yes. what, what is the special called? It's called Mr. Universe. <laughs> When's it coming out? It's today, because you're going to do this well, download. Well, today's Passover. Today today is, today. Well, today would, uh, it's coming out April 11th. Yes. So today. Today. The day of this release. The day of this release. <laughs> that's good. Why is this day different from other days? It is different. Because Jesus is alive today. No, actually, this is the day Jesus died. Yeah, Jesus is dead. Jesus is dead. April 11th. It's April 11th today. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Listen to eight beers. (laughs) (laughs) We'll tell you whether or not Jesus is alive. (laughs) Here's a weird topic. I love the conviction behind it. Like, no, we're wrong. (laughs) April 11th. April 11th. Yeah. (laughs) 
That was like talking to an old person with dementia. Yes. You're like, yes. that's right, buddy. <laughs> April 11th. Go to your safe place. April 11th. You just put a blanket on him. <laughs> I hate, I feel fear. He's got, Matt's got a little bit of that look like, you know, I'll laugh, but I might punch, too. <laughs> I might punch. You're gonna, I don't know. No, you don't know no. what I'm like. Be it? You're going to flick the lights on in your apartment. He's going to be sitting in your, <laughs> on your bed in clown makeup. I'll, tell, I'll show you Jesus. <laughs> it's terrifying. Here's a weird topic, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Somebody recently said, you're doing so well. I, I, I know it's weird to say, but I'm proud of you. I don't know if that's weird to say. Oh, well, I know thank I'm you. not in your class, but I'm, I have pride for you. I'm, well, thank you. You're Seniors my son. Rule. <laughs> yeah, you're a senior, and I'm a freshman, and I'm proud of you. But... Uh, you had a TV show, Welcome to New York, yes. and someone recently said this to me. Yeah, it was a great show, and, and, and it was canceled, yes. and then that ended up being this really wonderful thing, and I feel like that's something worth talking about. Is that how you feel, that it ended up being like, do you pine for Welcome to New York? Do you wish no. To, no, that that no, was no. still well, here? Well, I think stand-ups, we get spoiled by control, right? Being yeah. able to go up there and you work by yourself. I mean, ironically, I write everything with my wife, so that's not... Uh, pertinent, but I, um, but you know, on a television show, it's just impossible to do the whole thing. You have to work with uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people, and it's there's a reason why there's not statues for committees, right? Because uh, it's very difficult to do it. I'm not making any sense. I sound more drunk than you. I think you definitely <laughs> do. But, yeah, I guess in a way, uh, Welcome to New York... You know, At the time, it, it, it had to be yeah. very difficult. It, it, no, you know what? I, when it was canceled, I mean. Uh, no, I, I was kind of relieved. Really? Yeah, I was... It was my understanding you did Letterman. Yeah. Letterman loved you. Worldwide Pants was like, let's make a show with this right. kid. That, sound, that has a bow on it. That sounds like right. young comedian gets his break. Young comedian loses his break when it's canceled. But then, that's not what you're saying. Yeah, you know, it's weird because, you know, I played, you know, I came up with this idea for the show and the way television works, which is different from how we, you know, how like The Office and all that, is that they find uh, talent and then they pair them with writers and then they box out the talent and the writers write the show. Right. And so that, that's happened to tons of comedians. And we know the story about Roseanne kind of taking the power back. But that's the exception. And so I actually I mean, don't know that story. And I'm just was, picturing her laying siege on a castle, well, breathing well, she, fire. Well, the, the whole thing is, is like, it's this incredible opportunity. These writers were good, but it wasn't... I, didn't, you know, I was playing a character named Jim Gaffigan, and I didn't get to you know, pick lines that I would say. Right. So it was very, it was very awkward. So if you were going to do it again, you'd want to be the creator. You'd want to run the yes, show. Yes, I'd want to have... You know, I you know I like working, uh, you know, writing everything with Jeannie, my wife. But I would want it to be a collaboration rather than just say these lines. Right. So if you did a show, you'd want your wife to be on the staff, I would imagine. I totally. Are you trying to do that? Well, I had a script deal with NBC, and Jeannie and I wrote a script, but uh, they didn't pick it up. So it's all right. But the thing is, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I personally, I, you know. No, what the fuck? No, I don't really, I don't really care. I mean, you know, it's like. I love that you don't do care, this. but our drunk Uncle Matthew does care. <laughs> fuck that, Jimmy! He's on the porch with a what handgun. What the fuck are they? No funny fuck. Ow. But thank you, man. <laughs> but, but there is something, you know, it's. 
you know, I've been kind of kicking around long enough where it's it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not as if I won't get another. It's not like you need to be on. I, I'm not uh, dying to be on the you know in Rolling Stone right, on, on right, the cover right, right. of People magazine. I just want to do something good. See, that's the juice, man. You've been doing it long enough. A lot of people that listen to this show are doing comedy or trying to do comedy or have been doing comedy. And to hear you say that you're... (laughs) Some of them are dragons. (laughs) (laughs) And to hear you say that after how long have you been doing it? 50,000 years. No, I would say, oh, you know, you know, when you start stand-up, you're like, I've been doing it two years yeah, and yeah, three yeah, months yeah. and five days. Right. And now you're like, uh, over 20 years, I don't know. Okay. Hopefully I'm not 100. So over 20 years, but that, that seems to be the sweet spot where you've just owned and you go like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You That's know, nice I mean, to it's, hear. It's about creative fulfillment, as, as corny as that sounds. Please. I'm sure you've, you know, we've all had jobs where you're like, I know I'm supposed to love this job, but it's... Not that great. Come on, Michael. You must have had those jobs. Where you're I've been like... fortunate that I've only done exceptional work. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to... I mean, I know that... I he... was the host of Spy TV, Michael for, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Michael for like 20 years, and it's like... The, you know, I, I've never seen you really that angry. The size of the tumor in your stomach must be enormous. <laughs> no, you don't... You don't... I mean, but there must be jobs where you're like... I've. I just hate this job. Uh, or no? Yeah, pretty much all jobs. <laughs> I mean, like, there's many, many days when I'm doing things that I absolutely love that I just right. I can't bear to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, it's it's a hard business, you know. Even even when you have a lot of control, which, yeah. which I often have had. Yeah. But you know, some of that control because it's not a control freak thing. It's like you want it to be funny and, and you fulfilling. Want yeah, and fulfilling. At the end of the day, you want to go like, I, I wanted it to be this way, and it was that way, and that felt good. Yes, exactly. I think the idea of having a staff of people being like, and then Jim Gaffigan says, what's up, Baconators? And you're like, I would never say that. Well, they're, That sounds they're like a type also, of hell. It's not saying that these people aren't, uh, aren't talented or sure. aren't nice. It's just that they just, you know, like uh, when I did Welcome to New York, none of those people ever saw me do stand-up right. at all. Right. So it's like... They didn't. They didn't care. They're like, "Oh, you're right. a white guy from Indiana." So yeah. Here you're talking to a horse. So they didn't know that. Well, <laughs> and I was they like, didn't know that. What's up, Baconators? Actually, would be a very good line for you to say. <laughs> it's kind of a perfect Jim Gaffigan line. No, but it's, <laughs> what's up, Baconators? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but there. Did you say what's up, Baconators? <laughs> <laughs> What, what you people don't realize is the, the level of fear that every comedian has of Michael Ian Black. It's, 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 it's like, you know, like you, you, you think of Joe Rogan very, you know, like you're like, Joe Rogan could kill any of us, right? So, I mean, he's a great guy, and so you have... But knowing that he could kill you yeah. makes you a little it's bit... It's on the table. That's the same with Michael. Like, he, his, his wit and his sarcasm could cut the knees out of any human being. Yeah. Wow. Were those That's th- right, Michael. Were those Sierra Mist commercials hell? <laughs> Is that what it was a difficult? No, well, I've known really him fun. long enough not to fuck with him. I'm just like, uh, Eddie, whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> whatever what, you want. That's what Michael you and I about. were agreeing before the show, the idea that you and I both have retorts to Mark Marin in arguments that haven't well, happened. Well, you know, yet. you you 
you know, you we know, have the gun you loaded. Know certain comedians long enough, and you're just you know scenarios that you're going to encounter, whether it be Mark or yes. you know, I mean, I don't even want to say individual. Yeah, you know, it's just you just know. I'll say it. Know? I'm terrified of Mirren. So the whole time I talk to him, I'm like, if he insults me, I'm going to say I'm going to be a millionaire by making an app that skips the first ten minutes of your podcast. Right. <laughs> I think that'll be the show. You guys want to say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Yes. Matthew? Hey, Pete. You know what we're doing. Say keep it crispy, you drunk Irishman. Keep it Pete. You son of a bitch. Jimmy, this will be your second time. What's that? Keep it crispy. Yes. I don't know what that means, but yes. You said it the first time you did the show. Oh, you don't know what it it means? It's what Pete (laughs) said 20 times at my wedding. There's a sign right there. Keep it crispy. She's keeping it crispy. There you go. There's your cue I I want to apologize. uh, I I love doing podcasts, and and when I have listened to them, they're very interesting. But I live in Manhattan. I don't know when you guys can listen to podcasts. I guess on subways. Yeah. I have a limo driver. <laughs> no, it's like I'm just, I'm usually just crying on the subway. Uh, yeah. Klein, Chelsea, keep it crispy. Not mic'd. Good. <laughs> Chelsea? No, thank you. <laughs> there you Guy, go. How about everybody in the crowd? You want to say keep it crispy? One, two, three. Keep it crispy. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks I want so a much. round of applause for everybody in the air. Michael Ian Black. Matt McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Jesse Klein, and thank you, Chelsea Peretti, for sitting in. I've been Pete Holmes. You guys were great. Keep it crispy forever. Good night. I'll be out front to say hello if you'd like a CD or just a hug, because I'm a human hug. Good night. Now leaving Nerdist.com.